Hey, everyone. So thank you, uh, seriously, for joining us. It's been kind of a, a wild ride getting here, but we're all good. Uh, my name is Brad. I'm the lead pastor here at Crossbridge and your resident boomer. This is Jordan Chitwood. I wasn't going to say your last name, but I decided to at you the did. last second. I felt that. This is Jordan, our <laughs> online pastor, and our one of our many resident millennials that I have to put up with all the time. So <laughs> You get to put up with. <laughs> get to put up with. Yes. Yeah. Hey, everyone. It is season three, episode three of our podcast. We have loved the conversation so far. The last two episodes, we talked about marriage and divorce and how the generational differences in those areas. And then last um, segment, we talked about the social justice movement. If you have not watched or listened to any of those, you can just go onto YouTube or onto Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, type in Generationally Speaking, and our podcast will show up, and then you can catch up. But tonight, we are talking about cancel culture. Cancel culture. And <laughs> <laughs> why did you say it like that? Well, <laughs> it's one of those things. It's, a, it's one of the weird things because some of the other things we've been talking about have been a little more, I feel, controversial than cancel I, I culture. Agree. I agree. And and I, I really can't put my finger on why that actually is, to be honest with you. We yeah. talked a little bit about this in the after, this afternoon in the office. You and, and I both just don't have too many strong opinions about it. Like yeah. We have some thoughts. And that's why I think I, 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 mm -hmm. I'm interested in seeing what, what Absolutely. the people out listening to us are are how they feel. They may, yes. they maybe have stronger thoughts and right. feelings than what, what we do. I right. don't know. Sure. So tonight for the podcast, what we're going to be addressing, we're going to talk about what is cancel culture. Maybe you're tuning in or listening in. You have no idea, excuse me, no idea about it. So we're going to define cancel culture from dictionary.com. Then we're going to talk about how do different generations view cancel culture? This is something that makes our podcast unique where we have the boomer and then the Gen X and millennial and Gen Z. We like to find data of how different generations are looking at this whole looking thing, looking at the topics that we talk about. So we'll talk about the different data um, that was very recent, came out in April of 2021, different survey. Um, then we're going to wrestle with the question, is cancel culture a hypersensitive movement or... And it can be a both and, to, I think. You're going to have to find hypersensitive. Yep. Yep. Okay. Oh, hypersensitive, just like more than sensitive, like oh. a very sensitive. Hyper. Like if you're hyper, you're extra. So you think, so is a hypersensitive movement or are there, ben okay. or are there yeah. benefits okay. to right. cancel right. culture? Cool. Yeah. And then the last thing, what does the Bible say about cancel culture? So we like to, with every topic... Bring it back to the try church. To try to come back and say, what, biblically, where, yep. where should we stand? You know, Because that's got to be our center ground from the very beginning. You know, right. When we're talking about these topics is, what does Scripture say about it? Yeah. What, how would Jesus handle this and things like that? So yeah. yeah. And so, hey, throughout the night, if you've got a question, if you have a um, thought, an idea, we would love for you to put it in the chat. I know that is a little bit bold um, because you put your opinion out there for public. But uh, we would love to process any thoughts or ideas that you have because like Brad and I said, we're going to talk about this. But this is one of those areas where we're not too – pat. like I, I, that sounds we're, terrible. We're kind of middle of the road we're on this We're both pretty middle of the road. Yeah. So, so Brad, let's start. How yeah. about you help us define cancel culture? Dictionary.com. Here's how they define it. And it is withdrawing support of public figures and companies after they have done or said something considered objectionable – or offensive. Yes. Yeah. So, and then I want... And you see this in all kinds of areas. Yes. I mean, on both sides of what you would consider liberal, conservative, um, Christian, non-Christian. Yep, yep, yep. You, it, 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 it transcends every 
everything. Yep. So an example of this would be uh, a couple years ago, Chick-fil-A CEO yeah. came out and just said, I take the traditional stance of biblical marriage. Right. And the LGBTQ. And, and there are people that still. Yes. Community. Walk into a Chick-fil-A. Will refuse to eat yeah. or do Chick-fil-A. And then even a part of that, something that I've seen is gay couples will go take pictures you know, kissing in front of Chick-fil-A, post it on Facebook or something, be like, we got you, stuff like that. So, yeah, that's and a, that's just an example. Yeah, it, of it is. Where um, you've got one side saying, we're going to cancel Chick-fil-A because and, of our and, difference. And, and I would just, I want to pause here for just a second because I think I'd like to say something very controversial at this point, okay? And just prepare the audience, is, is I think Chick-fil-A is overrated. That's a bad take. <laughs> We're going to just, just cancel. I'm just cancel saying. Brad I'm not, I'm right not saying now. I don't like it. I, I, I like their waffle fries. I love I love their chicken minis. I like their chicken sandwiches. You also sandwich. think I Noble just, Roman's Pizza I just think is they're the overrated. best so anyway, I'm sorry. I should, not have, I should not have gone there, so yeah. go ahead. We're going to talk about that cancel. another night. Cancel, okay? yeah. Brad will be fired by then. <laughs> um, yeah, so I also want to expand that definition because this definition was specific just to professionalism. Right. And as we started diving deep into the data we noticed there's actually two types of cancel culture being canceled in your friend groups or your public your personal lives your private lives on a like a um just a not what's the opposite of professional personal person okay so yeah so just your personal life right for having a different view and feeling like you can't share that view with someone because you might disagree and then also from a public standpoint, a professional standpoint, a business standpoint, the cancel culture involved in that. And this is where that becomes significant in understanding the two differences. We're going to look at the data from the different generations. And it is – here's what I want you to do, actually. In the chat before we share the data, yeah, I want you to put out of these four generations, Boomer, Gen X – Millennial and Gen Z, mm-hmm. which of the four generations you think hates cancel culture the most? Okay, if you are watching live with us right now, I want to just see before we share the answers, which generation do you think hates cancel culture the most? Because the this data is be fascinating, yeah, the data is staggering. So if you're watching live, put in the <clears> chat what is your gut feeling? Let us know. We'll wait um, just a couple minutes for that while we're talking about that. Um, so Dennis Massey says, Boomer. Um, which again, that was, you know, what I would say. Nick Smith says millennial. Nick, good to see you. Hope you're doing well. Bob Key says boomer. Um, we'll see if we got any more coming through. So we've got two boomers and then a millennial. Um, yeah, let's just share the data. Yeah. Okay. So 50% of boomers, 50% of boomers hate, hate cancel, cancel culture. culture. Okay. It looks at it negatively. Looks at, yeah, that's what it says. Looks at it, looks, it negatively. Looks at it negatively. Um, <clears throat> Colin Massey says Boomer Faux Show. So faux show. now this also, what I didn't include in the data, this also had it had negatively, positively, and neutral. Mm-hmm. And so Boomers, it wasn't like 50% saw it positively, 50% saw it negatively. It was like 50% saw it po- uh, negatively, yeah. 21% saw it positively, and like 30% saw was, it was neutral. Yeah. 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 So um, 50% of Boomers. 50% of Boomers. That was though. shocking to me. Yeah. Because, because I'm with I'm with the, the crowd is that I really thought the Boomers would, would be the highest of all these. Yeah. And it's, it's not. not Spoiler alert. So for everyone that put yeah. Boomer, Boomer is You're not wrong. the group. Okay. Uh, Gen Xers. 46% of Gen X view counts cancel culture negatively 46 percent yeah i thought that was low because i, I thought too. gen x would be up there also i thought well we both thought boomers would be about 75 80 percent that's what i thought and so gen x i assumed would be about 55 60 that's what yeah 
So it's not nearly as big of a difference as I thought it would be compared right. to the boomers. Yes. Millennials, only 33%. 36. Uh, sorry, 36%. According to, according to your notes. Yeah. 36% of millennials view it negatively, which means the majority view it either positively or neutral. Right. So they have positive feelings towards cancel culture right. for the most part. They, they, they like it. And that didn't surprise me. I thought. No, that didn't surprise my, me either. I thought about 25 to 30%. The next one surprises me. Yep. This is where you're all wrong. Gen Z. 55% of Gen Z view cancel culture Negative. Negatively. They are the highest generation. That's astounding to me. Pen drops. Yeah. And this is from April of 2021. This is so just is this a recent survey. Four months ago. Yeah. Five months ago. When Gen we were, Z higher yeah, negatively the younger than generation. boomers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, here's, how, here's why. Okay? And I was talking to our youth pastor about this because we actually did a podcast with our youth students on cancel yeah. culture. Right. And both of them said... There's some things that should be canceled, but for the most part, we don't like cancel culture. And I never connected it to the whole generation, just thought it was maybe their personalities. Right. But here's why. Because a lot of Gen Zers associate cancel culture to their personal lives versus the professional lives. Most millennials view cancel culture from a professional standpoint. Exactly. And so so – putting in perspective that would be more businesses right. and things like that. So we're going to go out and try to cancel a business. We're going to boycott a business. We're going to yes. do that. So because we don't agree with their stance, we don't agree with what they're doing, how they're doing business. You know, some of the things they're trying to, to, to push on other, uh, other people. So, yeah. but Gen Z doesn't see it that way. Yeah. I wonder if it's because they're not also, you know, they're not in, in, in a participating big, in it, buying. Sure. Know, they're, Sure. But also a big part of it, too, is and so we have um, some exchange students who are staying with some of our people at Crossbridge. Right. And Trevor asked uh, one of his and she said she thinks Gen Z is um, one of Gen Z hates cancel culture so much compared to millennials because Gen Zers are the ones being canceled. The Gen Z generation. But again, they're viewing that from a personal standpoint. Right. Because, um, you know, if you have a different view of LGBTQ community, of yeah. abortion, of racism, and she made a fascinating stance. She said millennials aren't the ones being canceled. It's either boomers or Gen Z. So it makes sense why they have negative and, and they, thoughts. And when I watched that podcast of uh, Through the Lens, and they talked a lot about influencers. Oh, yeah. Which my guess is that the, all my boomer friends are out there saying, what's an influencer? Mm -hmm. And so it's, again, the culture is yep. so different between yep. the Gen Z and, and what a boomer is, is that, and I wouldn't have even thought about canceling an influencer being canceled. Mm -hmm. You know, their whole life revolves around YouTube influencers. Yep, YouTube, TikTok. Explain like, what an influencer is. Influencer I won't do it is yet. someone who uses a platform, a social media platform to just basically be a blogger, a vlogger, a positive influence. Right. They don't even have to have anything crazy. They could just be doing dances yes. and like build this audience and people just like follow and listen and to everything they say. Exactly. One of the biggest ones, she's I think 18 or 19, her name's Jojo. Okay. Yeah. And she's kind of like the yes. LGBTQ community's right. like just, queen. Right. And she has 18, 20 million followers on TikTok. <laughs> And she's 18 years old, and she's one of the biggest influencers. Where, like, if tomorrow she came out and said we're boycotting McDonald's, 60% of her followers would cancel McDonald's just because of the power. Just she has. that in itself, yeah, to me, is frightening. Right. 
you know, I mean, I look at it, and again, it's not a right or wrong. It's just it, it's frightening. Just having to me. that much control, exactly. Right. Exactly. And so, um, part of yeah, part of what we wanted to do was we wanted to distinguish between the two different types of cultures that are being canceled: Person, the personal, personal, and then the professional. Right. You and I tend to see. More of the professional. Well, I don't know about that, you. That's I all. That's all I ha- ever thought about when we first right. started talking about this. That's the first thing that came to my mind. You know, and the, and the companies Athletes, of, of the Starbucks and the and the Nikes and the business and Chick Fil A's and yeah. the, you know those kind of things. Where you have a difference in opinion, or you make inappropriate comments, right? Or have inappropriate beliefs, and then society tells you, or basically shuts you out, forces you out of right. whatever position you are in, right? Um, so that's the data. Yeah. Brad, here's yeah. what we want to move into. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay, I want to ask you this question. So is cancel culture a hypersensitive movement or slash and are there benefits to cancel culture? What I, are your thoughts on cancel I culture? I don't know if I, I know the answer to that, right. to be honest with you. It's just it, – it's so – Weird, and I think I think because of what is happening in some of these things, I I honestly get tired of all the boycotts, and I get tired of of, of everything. I don't have any problem if if you don't if you don't like something that's going on at at an organization, a company, man, don't don't buy from them. I have no issue with that. Sure. But then to go try to put someone out of business because of it, mm. or try to make a, a movement so big that you know we're going to cancel this, we're going to make sure that they you know they hurt off of this, and both sides do it, mm-hmm. but you know no matter where you are, Christian, non-Christian, left, right, whatever, both right. sides, whether you like it or not, they they tend to do this, and mm-hmm. and 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 I understand the point of making a statement mm-hmm. and trying to say okay, I, I want to get this across, and I and I get that. But it's almost to a point that it's vindictive, and I think that's where I start struggling mm. because that isn't biblical. Mm-hmm. It's not coming out of a heart of love. We're going to get mm. to that later, but that—I right. guess—that's where I struggle. So sure. I don't know if I can. Sure, I'm so middle of the road here, <laughs> right. and, and and I don't know if that's good or bad or indifferent. Right? Yeah. No. So Dennis Massey, he says hypersensitive, and that's a good um, idea because I was going to ask this question. Why don't you, if you feel comfortable, put in the chat? Either you can put. Do you think cancel culture? Do you view it positively or negatively or hypersensitively or as a, uh, what did I put, benefit to culture? Just put in the chat. Put, you know, your thoughts. No judgment here, please. We're not going to condemn anybody for no. their thoughts, views. Um, here's my thoughts, and we talked a little bit about this. Um, I actually, so two things. One, three things. I understand. You're going to forget them. I am. I understand why people think it's a hypersensitive movement that we're in right now. Okay. Part of that is because we are in a, and we talked about this, a re-censorship era where. Yeah, this, um, this is brilliant, actually. Yeah. So when I was researching for this, um, the first kind of era for censorship in America that's really like on paper was like the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Correct. Where you kind of redefined everything, what was moral, what was not. You set the standard. And then you had about 20 years until what they say about 2003 to 2008 where um, it was pretty like cut and dry. abortion is wrong. Right. Being gay is wrong. Drinking alcohol. Well, I guess not really alcohol in that era, but divorce. We even talked about divorce. Like all of these different things. There was a moral standard. And, and yeah. here – I don't know if you want to go here yet, no, but keep, here's yeah. the interesting thing about that is cancel culture honestly started with the church. Yeah. 
hundred percent. And, and Christianity. This is not a new no. thing. And it was okay because we put lines. We 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 drew the line, lines in the sand. And said this is right. This is wrong. Mm-hmm. And if if you're on the other side of this line, you're out. You're out. Yep. And you can't be doing this. And then we tried to legislate morality. Yeah. Which never works. Oh, that's good. That's good. And like member give gave membership based on morality. Correct. Like you're you're either in or out. Yeah. We drew the box, mm-hmm. and and, and that, I think that's where some of the divide has come. Yep. Now the divide has gotten to the point in in our post. Christian culture mm, that preaching now. now we don't like it. Yep. Yeah. You know, now the church is saying, now hold, 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 hold it. Hold you can't, you can't push your thoughts on me. And everybody on the outside is saying, hold it. You guys push your thoughts on me all this time. Yeah. Man, Hello. You're preaching now. You know, you're preaching. And, now. and I'm not saying either is right or wrong. I'm just saying this right. is a reality of where, how we got this to where we are. This is just, yeah. If you are just I'm logging sorry, I, on, I, I kind of got loud there for a moment. Did, I liked it. You, if you were just <laughs> logging on to the world, if you've been out of the loop for the last five years and you're seeing the millennial generation take over and trashing things and canceling that, like this isn't new stuff. No, like this is this. It's just becoming more evident because of social media and the data shows that millennials are behind a lot of sure. the canceling. Yeah. There's no denying that, but this has been a concept for decades and decades. Yeah, and, and, I'm, and we're not trying to say we agree with one or the other. We're just right. saying we're here's, just, this is just we're just explaining just the situation let's and talking about the data where it is. Yeah. So Susan Key shared her thoughts. Hyper, I think it's a hypersensitive movement. Some things should be reevaluated, but the way some folks go about bringing change is harsh. And there's Ag- some truth in that. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Because, and we've talked about this before. Of. Uh, Oh, what is it? It's not all. It's not what you say. It's how you say it. Right. And that's the same thing for. You can be right in the wrong way. Yep. That's the wordage I was looking for. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so here's my struggle, okay? Because like I said, the three things. You didn't get to okay? hear the two. First I'm sorry. I interrupted in, you. Yeah, we're in a redefining era of where everything we're reevaluating, we're checking. Okay. That's what's happening. That's the first thing I want to make known. The second thing what I want to share is. Um, we have to understand that sometimes the things we say and the things we do are just not okay. Like we, if we're going to do or say or live a certain way, um, that might have been okay at one point, right. but society as a whole has culture has learned shifted or shifted. There's just going to be some things and some times. And go ahead. No, you I was just going to no, say. No, I don't want to interrupt you. I'm sorry. I was just going to say there's going to be some things and some times where you say and do something that's not okay anymore. And there's accountability that needs to be had for that. Right. There's consequences. <clears throat> and my generation would say, don't be so sensitive. Right. And that's part of where I think the hypersensitivity right. comes yeah. from. Yeah. Suck it up, buttercup. Right. Don't be a snowflake. Yeah. See? Yeah. <laughs> and that's part of it. That's part of the language. It is. Yeah. 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 And you know, that, we just triggered all kinds of millennials right I know, now because I called you a I snowflake. Know, I know. <laughs> and that is – so with the – everything with indigenous people, Native Americans, yeah. teams changing their logos, all of these different things. Right. Okay. Um, we see that we again we had 30 40 years of an era of where everything was kind of morally acceptable uh-huh. for the majority right and then the minority started to have a louder voice and asking for change pushing for change calling for change and we get frustrated because well that's not the way things should be used to be and you're pushing me to do things I don't want right sometimes that is unfair and sometimes that is just what needs to happen right um, and that even I think goes with Susan's point is there's some things that should be reevaluated. Correct. 
And sometimes there's things that are over-evaluated, and right. that's where we've talked about the and, extremes. And, and they've crossed the line, right? again, on, on, both, both sides. on both sides. Yeah, and then the third thing I was going to share is this, um, is the thing that I find most frustrating about cancel culture isn't necessarily the things being canceled, because most of the time they don't personally affect me. I know right. that's selfish, like, but at the end of the day, most of the things aren't personally affecting me. I'm a very blessed person. Um, I'm not a, you know, a minority. I'm not gay. I, you know, it, some of the different things I don't have to fight for my rights really. Right. Um, what I struggle with is the culture trying to cancel, cancel culture just because it's cancel culture, just because it is, just because it is. So yeah. what I mean by that is, um, well, we're going to talk about the John Gruden situation right. here in a sec. Well, and, and here's what I was going to say earlier is that we, we always want to, we have no problem with cancel culture as long as we agree with what's being canceled. Right. That's so true. You know, I want to cancel the other side's so cancel. True. Your opportunity to cancel something. But so true. You know, because I don't agree with something, then it's okay for me to cancel oh, something. Oh, that's so true. And and we've got to get to a point that, okay, we may not agree with everything of why they're doing something. That's so true, yeah. But can we get to a point where, okay, I can kind of see why maybe. Well, let's let's do this. Okay, you ready? Oh, we're gonna, boy. We're going to frustrate some people. We're going to frustrate some Christians, okay? Okay. People who believe in a traditional marriage are canceling gay people with subconsciously. People who believe in one man, one woman okay. for decades have said, you're not allowed to get married. And that was a form of canceling. True. And so now you've got the flip right. of where they're saying, hey, you are forced to now hold our weddings. Right. We're forced to do this, A, B, C, and D. Yeah. That's a great That's a great. You know point. what I'm saying? Like it's yeah. the flip. But like, but to your point, when it's something that we approve of, right. we don't view it as harshly. Yeah. We don't view we, it as canceling. Exactly. But once it starts affecting us and our beliefs, right. that's when it becomes an issue. Exactly. And so we're going to talk about um, – so yeah, so my biggest frustration are the people for the sake of cancel culture – just cancel, cancel culture without asking the question, well, hold on. Is there anything valid here? Right. So like, um, uh, well, yeah, let's just talk about the John Gruden situation. Okay. This. And, and, and just so you understand, we are not going to take a side nope. here. We're just going nope. to talk about the situation. It's relevant itself. to this week and to cancel culture. Right. So if you follow the NFL at all, at all, or ESPN or sports, um, you know, John Gruden, he's a football coach for the Raiders. Uh, his emails just got released mm -hmm. and within his emails uh they found uses of racial tropes um they found misogynistic language some homophobic language just some inappropriate language and not just in one email the first email was back in 2010 right 10 years ago and that email was by itself as the only evidence for a while right and then a couple of days ago on monday or tuesday um more emails up to 2018 got released and so the raiders ended up they say he stepped away <laughs> Pretty sure he we, just we, got terminated. We, yeah, we all know, we what, know what that means. We all know what happened. <laughs> um, and whatnot. And so I actually, I was struggling with this one. Okay, I was struggling with you know and, and here, how to handle and, it. And I want to start with one thing here is sure. because here's the other thing that I think we've got to be very careful with. Again, on both sides, is a story breaks. Right. Oh, this is good. A story breaks, and all of a sudden we have a decision. We make a statement. Yep. We make an opinion. Yep. We make, okay, this is how it is. And then all of a sudden, more information comes out. Mm -hmm. And now. That's the unfortunate part of the media. You're going to talk about Tony Dunchy here in a minute. Yep. You know, came out, and, and he had to come out and make a statement. I'm not, you know, mm -hmm. but there's, there's sometimes that we have to sit back and say, 
can we just let this whole thing, not let one side or the other blow this whole thing up sure. out of proportion until we get all the facts? Yep. Yep. And I think that would help us Definitely. so much. Sure. Instead of all of a sudden now we've all picked a side and now we've got to we, – you know what I'm saying. So yeah. go ahead. Yeah. yeah. And so he was – we're just going to say he stepped away from his job. Right. Um, and you have – you know, you have that situation where then everyone comes down saying, wow, the culture is canceling him. He said this stuff and, you know, la di da di da all of these different comments of cancel culture. I hate cancel culture. I can't believe cancel culture. So Tony Dungy on Sunday night. Sunday Night Football, he comes down and he says, hey. And at the time, there was only the one email only from one 2010. Thing. This is where okay. more information comes. Yeah. yeah. And so, so Tony Dungy, a black man, the the email at the time had a racist trope. It said it mentioned a joke about um, a black man's lips, lips, which has been determined to be, you know, a racist trope for years. Like, that's not anything new. Right. Um, where it's, you know, inappropriate and derogatory to make comment, inappropriate comments about men's lips, uh, black men's lips. So he says, hey. Based on that one email, I don't think that uh, we've seen him apologize. We've seen remorse. I don't think that he should, you know, be punished harshly for it. Right. He said, I think it's wrong. It's, you know, immature. It was inappropriate, but I think that he should be good. Then more emails came out, and then this was Tony Dungy's response. And I wanted to read this because this kind of finalized everything for me. And then after I read it to you, you thought it was the same way. So here's what Tony Dungy said. He tweeted this. Um, You can find it on his Twitter. That's where I'm reading it from. On Sunday Night Football, I commented on an e- on a email sent by John Gruden. I did not defend it. I said it was inappropriate, immature, and an attack on a man's character. It was wrong. I did not attribute it all to racism and said, given a single incident from 10 years ago, we should accept his apology and move on. Now, more emails have come. More inappropriate, immature, wrongful attacks on the character. Excuse me. Of people from all walks of life. I don't defend those either. And given the apparent pattern of his behavior, the Raiders did the appropriate thing in terminating John Gruden. That being said, if John Gruden shows true remorse and more importantly changes his mindset and actions, I would forgive him. As Christians, that's what the Bible commands us to do because that's what God does for us. I know that's not popular, but it's biblical. And I thought that was brilliant. Mm -hmm. I love that. And here's, here's some of the truth that he hits on. He says, in a professional standpoint, there are, you, you are held to a standard. Correct. Okay? And your business does have the right, whether you think it's fair or right, to say, hey, you made those comments, we're going to terminate you. That doesn't make it cancel culture. You know, that right. just means like, hey, they made the decision that was best for them. And Tony Dungy says, hey, he made a decision. He was held accountable. I believe it was the right decision, he said. But if he shows true remorse, then we are ought to forgive him. And that's the biblical stance you've got to is, get to. Yep. <clears throat> and again, there's there's not vitriol, there's not hate there, there's not right. a I'm right, you're wrong. It's there's this compa- there's a level of compassion and love in that. And I think that's where we've got to get to. Compassion, love, but then also accountability. Accountability is fine. Yeah. And again, it goes back to what we talked about last time. Justice is still justice. Right. I mean, just because you don't like it, right? you know, there's consequences to actions. Mm-hmm. We talked about this. We said, you know, even just talking about the, you know, the COVID-19 vaccine, y- you are 100% in your freedoms, have the right to choose Absolutely. to get it or not. But there are some businesses that also have just the same right to not 
keep you on staff. You don't have to like it. You can hate it. You can say it's against your freedoms. And some people you know? would argue with you. And about somebody that. would. You know, and, and that's okay. But at the end of the day, like they, you know, that they they have set the standard, and your choices are determining, you know, the outcome. And again, that's not the situation for every situation. Right. It's not cut and dry for right. cancel culture. And and that's the big thing I think we, we want to jump to next because we're starting to run out of time. But we, we're already th- five minutes th- over. There's no, <laughs> yeah. There's there. It, I think so often we look at these things as everything is cut and dried. Yes. And it is not – we talked about this earlier is that – It's not one size fits we, all. We've got to take – there's not one size fits all. So we've got to take whatever situation is thrown out there yep. and, and, and let's dissect it and look at it in a reasonable – try to devoid ourselves of our necessarily our position. And, mm. and when we go to biblical things of saying, what, one is what does love require of me? Mm-hmm. And and how do I look at this through redemption, yep. Ooh, reconciliation, yeah. compassion, mm-hmm. and love? Yep. And and, and even that, spend time praying about it. Absolutely. Asking God, say, God, where do you fit and in? And you this? may still come out thinking you're totally wrong. Yep. Yep. But we do it in a different heart and a different mm-hmm. mindset and a different stance, and it comes across that way. I think that's what happened when we first started this with the church, mm-hmm. when we started going out and saying this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. There was You're no compassion. Tonight. There was no love to it. Yep. You know, and, and we were that, full of truth, and now people would argue we're just full of grace, and it's it's hard. You've got to find that tension. Yeah, be absolutely. full of one or the other, especially when it comes to cancel culture. Right. When something breaks, like you said, pause, pray, and then ask God, where do you fit in this? Like this, something happened. I can be frustrated about it. I can be upset. But at the end of the day, like, where where is God? And can you get to a point where you not only see the other person's point of view Ooh, yeah, and yeah. still be able to disagree with them sure. in a manner That's good. that is gracious yep. and loving? We have gotten away from that. Yes, we have. Is that we feel like if, if I disagree with you, then I hate you. Mm-hmm. And that is not the case. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is the case. It should not be yep. the case. yep. So we're going to close with this verse. Okay, Luke 17, 3 says, So watch yourselves. If your brother or sister sins against you, rebuke them. And if they repent, forgive them. Mm-hmm. There's, there's accountability there. Sometimes our actions, you know, have consequences. But if they're remorseful, if they are genuinely um, seeking forgiveness... Forgive them, right? just as God forgave us. Exactly. So, hey, you got any final thoughts before we close? The, the only other thing... The, the one, I don't even know what verse it is, but as far as it has to do with you, as, yes, live in, in peace and with harmony everyone. With, with everyone. Yes. Everyone. Everyone. People you disagree with, people who are canceling, people who are being canceled, people who frustrate you, people with different political parties. As far as it has to do with you, you live at peace, live with, at peace with everyone. Yeah. Does, it doesn't mean you so have to good. agree with them. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Well, we hey, go, we could go on. We could go on. I mean, we're eight <laughs> minutes over, and honestly, this is a good conversation. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we hope that you were able to just process some things, at, you know, wrestle with some stuff. You don't have to agree with everything. It's just honestly us looking at the data, looking at the situation, saying, hey, this is where God works in cancer culture.